Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for more information about upcoming events in the arts community. You can check out new episodes or check out some of the previous interviews with Alexandra Hall, Alicia Pyle, Jennifer Ford, Allison Gerardo and Kara Wilson of Dance Contemporary, Derek Reeves, Fernando Tarango, Hope Arthur, Liz Monier, and more. Today's guest is always on the go, running from meeting to meeting in downtown Fort Wayne or working in the Wunderkammer Gallery prepping for an exhibition, show, lecture, or wedding. He is a maker of things and a doer of sorts. Today's guest is Dan Schwartz. Thanks for talking with us today, Dan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Not only is Wunderkammer a gallery for unique art, but the gallery also houses creative programming. This space is truly a wonder and a necessity in the Fort Wayne arts community. Can you tell us how you came up with the idea to start the gallery? Yeah, thank you very much for those kind words. It actually started in a weird way that most people don't know about. So it started in 2007 as kind of a roving band of creative people doing stuff. Um, <laughs> and it existed that way from 2007 to 2012 when uh, we got the building and then we opened in the building as kind of what most people know us as January 3rd of 2013. So um, the idea is very old, um, but it's pretty basic, which is to have a space that has very little rules and is open to everybody um, to create art in all forms. Um, and it just took us a really long time to get there. And was there anything in particular or one day in particular where you were like, this is what I have to do? That's an interest. No one has ever asked me that question. Um, so I can remember the day when I was 16 and I was driving around downtown and I said, old buildings are cool and I want an old building. Mm. <laughs> so I remember that day. Yeah. Um, and then it was really just like an accumulation of a lot of experiences in other art spaces mm. to where I was like, oh, I like that. And I like this and like kind of piecing things together. And then I would say it was the day that I... I think it was the third time that I saw the building, which is the former Casa D'Angelo's building. Mm -hmm. It was the day that I crawled up into an attic oh. and with a big flashlight and I saw girders. And so I knew I could rip all of the walls off. Oh. And that was like the day that I was like, okay, we have something. This will work. <laughs> yeah. So you had to crawl up there in order to know. To, yeah, to get rid of everything. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> And how long did that process take, moving everything out, creating Wunderkammer Gallery from what was a restaurant? Yeah. So I crawled into an attic in like January. And then, <laughs> well, it was it was Friday, April 13th of 2012. Oh my gosh. How <laughs> when weird. I signed the paperwork to <laughs> dun, buy dun, it. Dun. Yeah. And, and that literally dawned on me like after I signed it where I was like, oh Jesus. Like, <laughs> um, and then I literally just started to transform the space from that day on. So it was from April of 2012 to November something of 2012 mm -hmm. so about like a seven month process right. six to seven month process of ripping everything out and contractors coming in and building things back up uh very little bit built back up <laughs> um, and then like some painting and stuff like that we really opened very raw to where things have been progressively done to it 
after the opening mm-hmm. too. So that's been kind of fun to see people who have come in on like the day that we opened to today, but maybe have only come in once or twice in between and it's completely different to them. Oh yeah. That must be a unique experience. Yeah. I wouldn't know cause I'm here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else kind of is just like, what's that thing about? Or like, like very little changes over right. time to where they, one of my favorite things that does seem to change is the exterior of the facility. Yeah. So did you know that you just wanted people to do murals or how did that come about? So that's another thing that I wanted to do from the beginning, but that was like an accumulated experience kind of, of, of seeing it happen in other spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, one big thing is just the the importance of street art in the art world mm-hmm. uh, what, that didn't exist really. I don't want to say that it didn't exist, but it didn't exist the way that it exists now prior to 2000. I would say. So in a relatively short period of time, the need to interact with street art it has uh, become very important in the art world. Mm-hmm. So that was something. Um, yeah. And then I would say uh, the visibility of the building um, lent to it a lot. The 16,000 people see the building every day going oh, wow. north and south on Fairfield. So I wanted to give them something to look at. Right. Um, then also from the fact that we're surrounded by neighborhoods, so that there is actually a pretty strong foot traffic uh, mm-hmm. through here. Um, maybe not necessarily for an art gallery, but <laughs> um, just general foot traffic. And that's actually been how we've found some of our muralists. Two of our murals are actually done by former Southside High School students. Oh, cool. Who were just walking home, basically. And we're like, hey, we want to do stuff. And then I was like, well make it good and so <laughs> and then uh the rest of the murals are from uh different artists in town who have just approached us we're pretty easy going about the mural process we just want everybody to be like friendly and mm-hmm. not to mess up anybody else's work that's already up um so you kind of have to carve out a space a little bit and then within reason be nice and mm-hmm. open to the fact that this is a public wall I've never, I've never had to censor anybody, and I think it would probably take a lot for us to censor yeah. somebody. So, so yeah, so it's pretty, pretty free. Uh, I love it. It's great. It's one much. of my favorite things about the facility. That's got to be one of my favorite things of the physical transformation. Like I remember when we found different aspects of the building. Like I really love the girders mm-hmm. and, and that that I don't know that visual. Um, I really like the when we. Uh, peeled off layers of the floor and what used to be the bar and you can see all of the different iterations of the building because that part of the building goes back to 1903 so that was cool but the outside transformation I think has been my favorite part because it's just been cool it's been fun to watch well you do a lot can you give us an example of what an average work day looks like for you and I use the term average pretty loosely. Yeah. No, I can't. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to really describe that. I think that we're finding our cycles. Like this is our, this will be our fourth full year oh, at wow. the end of 2016, right? Congratulations. 2013, um, And yeah, so we're finally starting to get like into kind of a cycle like so over the summer we're really gearing up for French festival right so that summer period kind of looks similar to um, working with the artists getting the venue ready for it planning ahead with volunteers like just all of that kind of stuff but then like right now we're gearing up for design week and that is kind of an equally 
large scale event. Um, so that's looking like its own, <laughs> its own uh, beast. animal. Yeah, yeah. Beast. And then like fall is usually just a really busy time for the art world in general. So that kind of takes its own form too. So um, yes and no, but basically it's, it's us working with artists, members of the community from like the, the very local community around us. So the neighborhood associations and then kind of working with the community at large, which is mostly uh, nonprofits and uh, businesses that are cool and want to do something creative, (laughs) basically. Um, And so it's a lot of, I think it's different from what people would probably assume it would be, which I think people assume that it's parties, that it's like doing these kinds of things with media and stuff like that, like a majority of the time. And really the majority of my time is just like on a computer in a room, typing emails and and talking to people. Lots of communication. On a normal day, I'm probably speaking and emailing 50 to 100 people a day. Um, just because you have to keep track of everybody and mm-hmm. then reach out to the next people for, <laughs> for yep. something. So. The next event. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so speaking of the next event, we talked a little bit about Design Week, that mm-hmm. you're gearing up for that. Can you tell us more about your participation with Design Week and what Fort Wayne can expect from this inaugural event? Yeah. So I'm really excited about Design Week. It's uh, it, to give you like the full backstory and hopefully a really small time period, Um, it is a direct extension of Creative Census, which is a project we did in 2014 and 15. Mm. Um, And so in that project, we found that 30% of our creative community is within design. Oh, wow. Um, And we defined, which is a big deal because it's such a diverse community. Mm -hmm. So 30%, even though that's not Maybe it doesn't sound like a lot. It's a whole lot. Uh, So everything else is like dance, music, uh, a little bit of everything. So once we found that out, we were like, well, is anybody working with designers to really like build up that that portion of our community? Mm -hmm. We found professional associations. So like AdFed, AIA, IIDA are the different professional associations for advertisers, architects, and interior designers Mm -hmm. but we found that those three organizations don't really talk together a lot um and although a lot of people in the design community know each other um there's a lot of room for improvement right and then and then that extension from okay the professional side is there but does the community understand what the design group is doing and there's a big gap in there too so like we have these huge companies and and even we have small companies that are that have huge importance in our community and just not that many people know about it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the impetus for this. Normally right. a design week is done by an AIGA, which is another type of association <laughs> that um Fort Wayne doesn't actually have. The closest one to us is Indianapolis. Um, and from what we can understand, their AIGA just isn't very strong. Mm-hmm. So they don't that I know of, they don't have a design week. Uh, so it's kind of, it's weird for a contemporary art center to be producing a design week, but we said, <laughs> let's do it. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, um, the concept really started last summer and then over the last year, we just kept adding pieces basically until I would say we got to a tipping point in January. And that was really when, uh, Vera Bradley and Britain came on board and in, in really big ways. Uh, Vera Bradley is our founding sponsor and Britain is our uh, presenting sponsor and is doing all of our uh, graphic design and messaging and a bunch of that kind of stuff. Mm, um, and so, and that's been so fun to yeah. work with those teams too, because I've, I know people who work for Vera and I know people who work for Britain, 
but to see how they work and to really be able to like understand that has been has been really great. So um, so basically what Design Week is, is a combination of professional development, so inward looking, really nerdy stuff for designers <laughs> basically, yeah. and then uh, outward facing, uh, showing the importance of the design community to the overall health of a community. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this year and in coming years, we will keep pushing that to where there's just like a, a general acceptance of the fact that that good design especially <laughs> is very important for the health of a city yeah. and that these people are important to us and we need to invest in those people and right. we need to help those companies find the best people for them. Yeah. Um, another thing that we found from Creative Census was that 42% of our creative economy isn't native. So oh. we're, we're having to attract people. Mm-hmm. And so once we found that out, we were like, oh, crap, like, how is that happening? Like, yeah. What do, what is working? What isn't working? Like, all those kinds of issues. So we're also touching on that uh, with Design Week mm-hmm. a lot. So, like, the first day of Design Week, which the, the week will be April 18th to the 22nd. So that Monday, we're starting off in, in an incredibly exciting way with an <laughs> HR panel discussion, yes. uh, which Just I, <laughs> right? Well, so I'm actually, because I'm a big nerd about it, I am like stoked yeah. because, <laughs> because that morning we're basically going to be talking to HR directors and then also young talent that has recently moved here mm-hmm. and figuring out what is uh, working and what's not working and mm-hmm. where do they need help and how and stuff and just kind of knocking that out, not out of the way, but, yeah. um, but getting that conversation started right from the beginning mm-hmm. so that we can really start to tackle some of those issues as soon as possible. Yeah. But so, so it's starting with that and then um, it'll be moving into... Uh, during the day periods are a lot more uh, the nerdier stuff uh, because it'd be more for a professional taking a lunch break or hopefully their bosses understanding the importance of them getting the experience and networking with some of those events. And then night will be a little bit more fun and casual and it'll include some of our open to the public events. Um, So so it'll be that mixture. Right. And where will we be able to find the schedule for that week? Yeah, so designweekfw.com is the website for all things Design Week. And that'll have everything from uh, descriptions of events to where you can buy tickets, which will be through Eventbrite. A little bit of everything on there. Perfect. Well, I know I'm looking forward to that. And I'm glad that we were able to get the inside scoop from Dan about this (laughs) upcoming event. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about my involvement with Voodoo Camera. Uh, some of our listeners may have caught my interview with Allison Gerardo and Kara Wilson, the directors of Dance Contemporary. And for those of you who are catching my podcast for the first time, Dance Contemporary acts as the resident dance artist for Voodoo Camera. And so when I was thinking about all of the time I've spent here, I realized how many amazing events I've had the opportunity to participate in in just two short years. We have our DK performances in this space. I participated in Kitchenette, which was really cool. It was an interactive event with arts of all kinds. The annual Fringe Festival, which we talked about, and lectures with Fort Wayne leaders. And then this year I did the New Year's Eve party. Oh, yeah. And it's just always something new, something different. So I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite event that you've worked or hosted so far? <laughs> so that is a question actually that I, I get a lot, but I never know how to answer it exactly. <laughs> and um, But no one's ever really opened it up to the entire, like a lot of times people will say like, what was your favorite friend act? Or oh. what was your favorite like 
exhibition that you've done or something like that. Right. But when you really look at all of it, it that is a difficult question, uh-huh. uh, and and it's very it's varied on yeah. like a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. I think one of the coolest events that we've done though, and that I would love to do something again to revisit it because not a lot of people really like we had a good attendance, but could be a lot better Mm -hmm. um we did an event called not in the name of my faith i believe was the correct title for it it's it's also very foggy because (laughs) even though it just happened last year because we do too much stuff so um but it was with uh uh, dr uh carl yulin halverson from Mm -hmm. uh university of st francis but he's also because and this is why i love fort wayne he's also Mm -hmm. the ambassador for the parliament of world religions Oh, to wow. like America or something <laughs> and he's like the coolest guy and um but so he works with literally like every religion in Fort Wayne and a cool thing about Fort Wayne is that we have a whole bunch of them right. and so and I am I mean I like religion but I'm not uh I don't know I'm not your typical <laughs> <laughs> a believer and yeah. so but uh, he approached us and said hey we think that you guys have like a neutral space that's just kind of like open for for experiences or whatever i mean you're interested in this and i was like well yeah like as long as nobody's like forcing people to believe something or whatever <laughs> which is exactly the opposite like that that event was all about getting different religions to understand each other and for mm-hmm. people in general to understand religion so sorry this is such a long answer but we started the day off with sick chanting like a like a prayer mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, a dragon dance from oh, the Korean population, which is Catholic, I believe, but they incorporate a lot of their traditional thoughts and practices mm-hmm. into their Catholicism. And so they mm-hmm. kept their dragon dance. And so we got to see that, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then it ended with like a very beautiful and comprehensive, I guess, um, <laughs> prayer. It was just really cool. To see the similarities and the complete differences between all of those groups, but everybody was just so kind mm. and cool, and it was it was just like one of the coolest events. Sounds pretty moving. It was, yeah. and like the weirdest way. And I feel like it was like a really weird blessing of the space oh, from yeah. everybody to where you like, got rid of your Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it so yeah. much. Is that now that just sort of like <laughs> yeah. shoot it all away or something? So. so yeah. Oh, good. Well, I, I'm hoping <laughs> that our listeners are understanding that you have your hands in a lot of pots and are always working towards the greater good of our arts community. And you're definitely one busy bee. So I want to hear, what is the best thing about what you do? Well, it's always cool just to be involved in everything. So I have to give like my canned answer, which is that to help other people see what they want to create come to fruition. Mm. So like to be a conduit for people in that way is very cool. But I would say like personal satisfaction, like Uh not not so much canned answer or whatever, (laughs) would just be... um, getting to meet people like there i i'm a social person um (laughs) and so that's one of the like i was saying like people think that it's all parties but a lot of times it's me alone or a one-on-one meeting or whatever yeah and so sometimes that can be kind of uh sad basically (laughs) or whatever if you're just in a room alone for a long period of time or whatever but then this always gives me new people to meet and different stories to hear and different ways to see life yeah um basically so I think that personally is what I like the most about it is that it's allowed me to kind of 
put myself in the shoes of lots of different people. Yeah. But I also like that we can help people make their, basically their dreams come true. Yeah. So what's the worst thing about what you do? Yeah. So there's lots of, (laughs) I don't know if we have enough time for that. Um, (laughs) I think that the most difficult thing that I've encountered so far is when we can like objectively show people that what we're doing is important for the health of the community mm. and them just kind of be like, okay, whatevs, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. not care um, because I take it so seriously. Right. So I think a lot of people think that the arts are just like people having fun and right. like doing something that they want to do. And it's true. Like, I think that anything that's really valuable is fun and is is healthy and makes people feel better and all of those, like, squishy things. But, like, we can show the number of businesses that we've helped launch here. We can show the number of people who have moved into these neighborhoods because of a space like this. It's troubling (laughs) when I see, like, decision makers especially just be like, and, like, just not (laughs) care about that kind of stuff. Um, and then other than that, I would just say there's always, the art world is always going to be dramatic and political in some way. And so sometimes that just kind of sucks, but that comes with territory. So it doesn't really, it's not disappointing. That's just a general disappointing, but not like a hardcore disappointment. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know like every, and every type of art world has it. So like, I know that there's like, there's always dance drama and there's always music Mm -hmm. drama and there's always visual art drama. And so at the beginning, I mean, I thought, oh, we'll make a space for everybody. Right. And, that, and it does help. And it's really cool when dancers and musicians and visual artists can be together. But then also it kind of is just three times the drama <laughs> at the same time, kind of sometimes. So, but, and then usually we get over it by just be, by just sitting down and be like, here's the deal. Like, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah, we've got T minus two days to make this thing yeah. happen. Oh, so. man. I bet Fringe Festival is maybe one of the worst when it comes to that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you've traveled all around the world and spent some time in larger cities, including New York and Beijing. What drew you back to Fort Wayne? Uh, I get this question a lot, and I love that you said it in a very positive way because most people are just like, "Why are you here?" Or like, <laughs> in like some sort of a like, I don't know, in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, the the whole idea of me leaving was to come back. It wasn't, it's not running away from Fort Wayne as much as I think if Fort Wayne is going to grow, we have to have like siblings to look up to kind of a thing. And um, not that I think that we should become New York or Beijing, (laughs) but um, I wanted to see what was happening at the top. Mm. Um, I I don't want to compare ourselves to Indianapolis. Indy's got some great stuff going on down there. Right. so far, we've actually started working with people down there, and we love all of the people that we've met, but, like, that shouldn't be the pinnacle. Yes. Like, we should be going to the best and then working our way down and figuring out what fits us. I just explained this as having, like, an irrational love for this place. This is where I was born. This is where my family is. Not that... <laughs> I hate saying it like this. Not that that matters. Because, yeah. um, like, I mean, I'm, I'd still have a great relationship with my family no matter where I was. Right. And I'd always come back and visit or whatever, but... I have a weird, irrational compulsion to wanting this place to be really cool. And I think that it can be. And I think we have all of the components to make us cool. Um, We just, for some reason, we refuse sometimes to put those components together (laughs) in the way that makes it the most beautiful and the best space. Right. I want you to touch back on 
I think the statistic that you were giving us earlier that you guys found out from the creative census that a large population of our arts community are transplants. Is yeah. that what you were basically getting yeah. at? Yeah. Yeah. So 42% of people who are in the creative economy aren't originally from here. So see, people want to live in Fort Wayne. Well, yeah, no, well, for real, like <laughs> yeah. it does show, it shows that there are reasons for people to come in. And so like, let's amplify those yes. reasons. <laughs> and you're definitely doing that. And thank you so much for everything you. that you do. As I said, I do a lot of really cool things and they're usually here. So that's awesome. <laughs> thank you. So where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Uh, so... I should be more active on Twitter, but mostly <laughs> we're just um, happy you, you have find, a Twitter, <laughs> right? Baby um, steps. Yeah, baby steps. Uh, mostly the best way to find us is on Facebook, and okay. it's just Facebook backslash Wunderkammer Company on one word, and that is where you'll really find out of what we're doing on a day to day basis. Um, uh, we also have Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts. Uh, we are using those and varying levels of sophistication <laughs> yeah. probably and then our website is uh company all on word.com great and then you mentioned that you recently changed the hours of the gallery how can people yeah. stop by yeah so um hopefully not to alarm anybody uh we've changed our open hours to thursday through sunday 1 to 8 p.m mm -hmm. uh prior they were wednesday to sunday 1 to 9 p.m okay. we just found after being here for now three and a half years, yeah. we found out that not a whole lot of people come in on those times right. that we cut. Uh, we're still doing stuff in those time periods. Yeah. Uh, we just, it's easier for us to have closed doors during those times. Yeah. Um, and then definitely if we have an event that day, we'll be open until whenever. But um, so that's uh, Thursday through Sunday, 1 to 8 p.m. are our new hours. And come check us out. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for meeting with me today. Thank you, it was really enlightening and it was fun. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I want to remind you that Fort Wayne is going to be hosting Design Week April 18th through the 22nd. And to check it out, it'll be exuberant, diverse, creative, everything that Fort Wayne is and represents through their talented artists here. And I also want to invite people out to the Fillmore on Broadway tomorrow, April 2nd to experience Can Opener, sponsored by Sweetwater and presented by Soiree. There will be 10 different bands, all under a year old. So this is the perfect place to find your new favorite band in Fort Wayne and support the local art scene. And that's a wrap.